I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. How dumb every time you talk about having synesthesia, colors have a different taste then. At least exactly. be consistent in your storyline. Well, my question is, it's like, okay, if you really have synesthesia, then why don't you know that white tastes like... <laughs> Never mind. Isn't it different for different people? Yeah. I read, honestly, I read a really good YA book about a girl who had synesthesia when I was a teenager. I wish I could remember Did what you? it was called. What's your, what's your favorite YA book that you remember the name of? Okay, there was this one that I was really horny for that I think was called, it wasn't called To the Lighthouse or something like that, but it was all about a chick who carries a lantern around and wears okay. really long dresses. <laughs> of course. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all, all YA fiction is just like way, way, way too horny about like questionably consensual situations. Oh, yeah. There's also one about a girl who's like an Italian immigrant who lives in Australia that I really like. <laughs> okay. I'm going to turn my phone off so the listeners don't complain. That's right, listeners. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media. I'm Sophie at Bingo Daddy. This is Ev at No Money No Honey. Sorry this episode's a few days late. My landlord showed up to do repairs unannounced on the day we were initially supposed to record. That was a fun surprise. Don't they know we need to podcast? Yeah, I was just like in the bath while they were... I was like, I want to take a bath. And then my boyfriend was like, you can. I was like, well, the landlord's coming. And he's like, well, I can deal with the landlord. So I was just in the bath listening to him. <laughs> try to deal with our like extremely french landlord i feel like you ended up being in the bath for way too long then i was because then i couldn't reasonably come out because it was weird yeah you know so i was already wrinkly i was like sweaty (laughs) i had my little my little ebook so i was like okay but (laughs) that's always me whenever i take a bath i'm like 15 minutes in i'm like you start getting hot yeah i'm like sweating i'm like i want to i want to take a shower and i want to get out It's only, like, I only ever take a bath. Like, I like doing it just, like, it's quiet in there and I can read my book. Yeah. But there are really so few places in the, the entire world that are quiet. Yeah, that's true. The bathtub is one of them. When your landlord's not there. I was thinking about that today when I was trying to find somewhere to read my fucking book on my lunch break. Because oh. I work in an office building, but there's nowhere... There's like a, a bench that's in the front lobby. That's the only place that you can sit that's not... They don't have one of those stupid little like lunch rooms or anything like that. They do, but it's open concept. Mm. So people can see me. People can come in and like make a coffee who aren't on their lunch. The printer's in the lunch room. Oh, ew. I'll be able to hear the phone ring. Like it's just not... I don't want to be in my... Office, yeah. Office while I'm on my lunch, you know? So then it's like I sit in my car... Then it's like the Canadian winter. <laughs> yeah, this is not... No, but it's even too noisy in like restaurants and like Starbucks. Yeah, you can't go to Starbucks because it's like they're like playing music. Making or, coffee. Yeah, doing their job. One thing that's really funny is I worked in the suburbs. Yeah. So 
There are so many guys who seem like they would be Tim Horton's clients mm. who are just like in the Starbucks. Yeah. But you wouldn't expect them to see them in the Starbucks, but it's just because like... It's just what there is. There, It's just what there is. That's so funny. <laughs> You're used to the Starbucks by your old place where our friend works. That's all like fucking old people and middle schoolers. Yeah. Teenage girls, like 13 year old girls who are getting like the pink drink... <laughs> and like 65 plus year old women who are getting like laundry and espressos. <laughs> yeah, and being fucking annoying. I told our friend about that annoying like dikey soccer girl that works there who's bad at her job. And yes. he was like, yeah, she's bad at her job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not used to it. I walked into Starbucks the other morning and there was a guy wearing a t shirt that said guitar, bacon, music. I was like, go to Tim Hortons. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's so weird. And like um, winter boots that actually keep your feet warm. It's like dripping everywhere. You know, good for him. He's getting his, his better tasting coffee. But I was like, this is so strange. And there's a whole group of them. And they all sit at like a big table. Like guys who are obviously start oh work God. really early in the morning. Yeah. Um, but I was like, okay. Oh my God, that's so weird. I yeah. love that. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. I had, like, an interaction from hell at the hostel the other day with these mm-hmm. people who, like, came in really hot about people at the front desk not speaking French because they were talking to my coworker who's from Denmark. Okay. So they just, like, couldn't understand her English, mm-hmm. which is, like, fair because she has an accent. And then they're like, yeah, we don't speak English. We don't speak any English. And I was like, well, you're speaking English right now, so I guess we'll make it work because I'm not going to speak French to you if you're going to complain, right? Yeah. And then um, they, like, didn't like the room, but someone else had booked the room, so they called the person that booked the room, and he talked to me on the phone, and he was like, you need to get someone who can speak English on, or can speak French on the phone. And I was like, I'm the only person here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't speak French. (laughs) And then then he was like, I want a refund. And I was like, I'm not giving you a refund. And he's like, why? And I was like, because you're not getting a refund. <laughs> I was like, you're not. And then he was like, uh, well, why? I was like, I need manager approval, which is not true. And then he's like, well, call your manager. And I was like, it's 7 p.m. I'm not calling my manager. And he's like, I'm showing up at 7.30 and your manager better be there. And I was like, you can show up at 7.30, but my manager won't be there and I'm not giving you a refund. And if you threaten me, I'm calling the police. <laughs> Fucking good. And I was like, my manager doesn't speak French either. So there you go. Your manager your manager better be there or else what, buddy? You're you're not gonna get your forty dollars back. Yeah, I was like, bye, choke bitch. It's so stupid. I know. I was like, this is really putting a damper on my whole night. Man, I like spent all day getting yelled at on the phone yesterday Ugh. at work, and then like it sucks because it's like I know I've said this on the podcast before, but like. I don't even really have a job position where you would really expect that to happen. You know no. what I mean? Like, I don't work in a call center. I don't, like, call, cold call people you or don't anything. You clients. Like, no, exactly. But <laughs> anyways, people are yelling at me all day. And then on my lunch break today, I watched someone else yell on the phone at, I think, a cell phone company mm. worker or something. And I'm just like... I wanted to go up to him and be like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, you're in a public place. Yeah, it's like you're, you're doing just that in streaming. He was like in his store, but his. It's still like yeah. in the middle of an office building, you know? 
That's so weird. <laughs> so inappropriate. I know. Um, I'm gonna doubt y'all that for like sticking my nose in where it doesn't belong. <laughs> you didn't though, right? No, I didn't. Did you seriously consider it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I can't stand watching people because I'm I've been so often on like the receiving end of it. I can't watch people yell at yeah like service work service workers or people have like menial desk jobs. <laughs> it's so funny when you're working at like like where I work or mm-hmm. whatever, and people call back. Mm-hmm. And they call back multiple times asking the same question, and it's like, do you think you're talking to a different person? Do you think I'm going to give you a different answer? <laughs> what are your What are you getting out of this interaction? Yeah, my boss. This person kept calling last week, and my boss was like, "Stop calling us!" Literally, you know, like, stop calling me. And then he was like, "Let me talk to so and so," and he's like, "You can talk to whoever you want here. You're not going to get a different answer." <laughs> Literally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, get lost. Anyways. All right. Should we talk about stuff? Uh-huh. So, big news this week. A little bit late on it, but Joe Rogan endorsed Bernie Sanders. Joe Rogan said he was going to vote for Bernie Sanders. And then the Sanders campaign basically accepted the endorsement and used the clip of Joe Rogan saying he would vote for Bernie Bernie Sanders as, like, an advertising clip, essentially. Yeah, and people were... felt weird about the fact that they, like, officially accepted that endorsement. Yes, I think they kind of felt bad. Uh, They... There were some stirrings that people were upset that Bernie Sanders even went on Joe Rogan in the first place. Right. When that happened. But then, yes, people were upset that Sanders basically didn't deny the endorsement and, in fact, that they used it in the campaign. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't really understand why you would ever deny an endorsement. You shouldn't. <laughs> right? Like, obviously, that doesn't apply to extreme circumstances. Like, if the KKK was like, we endorse Donald <laughs> Trump, but, like, that would never happen. I don't think, you know Donald, I I don't think Donald Trump would deny it if the KKK no. If the KKK endorsed Bernie Sanders, I think he would uh, take it? say, no, I don't <laughs> think he would take it. <laughs> the, <laughs> that's the future that liberals want, but yeah. I don't think he would take it. <laughs> No, of course not. But I just like it's like when like what kind of circumstance would you deny an endorsement in except for like a very extreme very case? Extreme. Ones with that we're like literally having to dream, dream about. about. Yeah, um, it doesn't make any sense. No, of course it doesn't make any sense. And this is like part of what's I think really divisive on the left. Yeah, is kind of like this purism, like puritanism that some people on the left expect everybody to have, mm-hmm. whether it's just people that they interact with online or like socially or in organizations, or if it's people like Bernie Sanders, they want everybody to be so ideologically pure yeah, and to not associate with anybody who could ever be considered problematic in any way like I think that (laughs) 
getting mad at Bernie Sanders for throwing on Joe Rogan or accepting Joe Rogan's endorsement is basically the same as like follow policing. Yeah, it, it lit- that's literally it, what it you're, is. You're one whole degree, Bernie Sanders is one whole degree removed from anything that Joe Rogan has ever done. Yeah. So then they don't like that because Joe Rogan has had like lots of different types of people on his podcast, basically. Yes. Because he does an interview-based podcast yeah, that comes out every day. Exactly. <laughs> which I also don't think is is fundamentally wrong. wrong. And no. I think that it's... He is clearly a... He's not apolitical, obviously. Like, he is a libertarian bent. In this pol- election, he's supporting Sanders. Sanders yeah. But... I don't think that he has people on his podcast with the intention of stirring the discourse in no, any which with an way. Agenda. Yeah. I think he just brings on people he genuinely finds interesting. Yeah, of course. It's <laughs> and like, that listeners would like. I just like I don't I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around the idea of like not accepting an endorsement because it's like obviously you're gonna be endorsed by people that agree with your politics Mm -hmm. so what's the harm in (laughs) i just i genuinely don't get it it's just because people don't like joe rogan that's it yeah that's literally the only reason and i think that there are i mean there's some obviously like legitimate reasons to not love joe rogan and i'm not a joe rogan fan by any standards i have listened to his podcast because and i've said this before like it is one of the only places where you can have the opportunity to listen to a long-form interview Mm -hmm. with some people that I do find genuinely interesting. The thing that I think a lot of people are missing is that they label all Joe Rogan listeners as, like, one specific type of person, Mm -hmm. and it's not true. Like, there's so many different types of people that listen to Joe Rogan's podcast casually or religiously, right? Well, they call it, yeah, they're like, oh, Joe Rogan has an alt-right podcast, (laughs) and it's like, Joe Rogan's podcast is the most listened podcast in the world. If you think that everybody who listens to JRE is on the alt right, that's your. We problem. have a way bitter problem with fascism yeah. than any of us yeah. are realizing. Honestly, my <laughs> biggest issue with the Joe Rogan experience is actually the Joe Rogan Experience Experience, <laughs> which is a local podcast run by a local comedian who talks about the Joe Rogan Experience every day. Every day he does it? They do an episode about the Joe Rogan experience Mm -hmm. for every episode of the Joe Rogan experience. (laughs) You know what? Honestly, uh, Kamar has a huge brain, you know? Good for him. Good for him. Well, no, but what I want to know is, is the Joe Rogan experience experience endorsing Bernie Sanders because the Joe Rogan experience endorsed Bernie Sanders. I have to imagine they are. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Kamarbo, you know what? Maybe the endorsement is bad. <laughs> Silence is deafening. <laughs> Bernie Sanders didn't protect me from him grabbing my ass at the comedy awards. Yeah, do you think the host of the, the Joe Rogan experience experience only wants to fuck me because Joe Rogan wants to fuck <laughs> me? 
Does that mean that Bernie Sanders wants to fuck you? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ on a cross. I just think that people are really underestimating, like, the power of normies. Yeah, like I really just think that Joe Rogan's podcast is popular with just like fucking average guys. Yeah. All sorts of guys. Normal people that yeah. don't have any niche interests. Just like your male coworkers who are aged to like 20 to 35, ask them if they listen to podcasts. Yeah. Your my little brother and his whole like fight team listened to JRE the entire time they were on a road trip to go to fights and like fucking the states or some shit like that it's just (laughs) a normal guy my girlfriend listens to Joe Rogan experience at the gym like it's just like for people who don't have niche interests they just want to (laughs) hear interviews you know what I mean it's like like the everything bagel of podcasts yeah like it's just like and Joe Rogan also I'm sorry, guys, like, he's not a Nazi. He's just a normal guy. And if you think that he's such a a bad person or whatever, it's like, taught literally any normal guy (laughs) who's not on They're all bad people. I'm sure that they're they're problematic in the exact same ways as Joe Rogan. But at the end of the day, maybe they're just um, relatively nice, relatively stupid guys who when press can do the right thing like vote for bernie sanders yeah well and it's like people are worried about like this anyone but bernie mentality and it's mm-hmm. like well don't be all anyone but joe rogan you know like a vote's a vote you're of, still gonna get what you want of course even if you don't like people why would you be upset about them voting for the same person that you support yeah it's it's the ideological Ultimate, purity thing it's so ultimately weird. like the means, which aren't even that bad, justify the end. <laughs> yeah. The means, talking to bros, oh no, <laughs> justifies the end, getting closer to Bernie Sanders' presidency, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I can't believe we had to come on our podcast and defend Joe Rogan. Oh god, did you ever think you'd see the day? No. He is kind of hot, though. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hot rights movement supports yeah. Joe Rogan endorsing Bernie Sanders. And the dumb dumb guy socialism yeah. movement. I just think that there are so many people who could be brought on board who are just kind of like belittled and intentionally excluded from the left movement because they don't appeal to the aesthetics yeah of like the pure kind of DSA left yeah i honestly think that people have a way bigger problem with Joe Rogan than they would if he did all the same things if he wasn't also a bro yeah if he was like a nerdy like yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. If Mark read theory. if Mark Marin did all the exact same shit as Joe Rogan, they would love it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They would have no problem with it because they wouldn't be threatened by like the version of masculinity that he portrays <laughs> and on, on and honestly endorses. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> like I hate Get over your fragile masculinity and <laughs> 
<laughs> let JRE supporters vote for Bernie. I hate how many... I think that type of guy, like, leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's... Yeah, of course. ...mouths, right? And it's like it doesn't... Which isn't really fair at the end of the day because, like... Joe Rogan isn't the the guy that personally called you like a gay slur at a frat party in like 2012. You know what? Maybe he was. <laughs> maybe, maybe But he does was. that mean you don't want him to vote for Bernie Sanders? No. Does that <laughs> want him, mean you want him to use his platform for evil? The other thing is too, in the Joe Rogan subreddit, the day after he endorsed it, people were literally making voting plans yeah. to talk about going to vote for Bernie in the Democratic primary. Yeah, we've been it, getting some really important endorsements for Bernie. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Caroline Calloway also endorsed Bernie. Of course. This week after Joe Rogan. Really important. I have to believe that she was influenced by Joe Rogan. Hot rights. <laughs> yeah. Caroline Calloway would listen to Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan I, think she, so I genuinely think she was influenced by Joe Rogan. <laughs> also, just side note, obsessed with her saying that she's going to take a class on empathetic listening so that she can volunteer for a suicide hotline. <laughs> <laughs> not to derail it i just feel like they're both important endorsements no it's honestly. okay those are those are both important she's gonna get those normie girls this is what i'm saying it's a two-pronged approach jerry is attacking the normie die population carolyn calloway is attacking the normie girl population in the end what are we getting more votes for bernie sanders exactly and you know, all positive. I came to the realization recently that normies are extremely important to like the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if we don't have normies, who's gonna think we're funny? That's true. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we can't all be on the same irony level, okay? Dude, no one I worked with thinks I'm funny. They all think I'm so crazy. They're like, they're no, they're big normies. I worked with this girl who's like, I don't know, like 20. And she was like in the lunchroom at work today. And my, I heard my other co-worker walk in. And he was like, what are you watching? Like a cartoon show? And she's like, no, it's not a cartoon show. She's just a YouTuber. But she like vlogs her entire life. So like right now she's cartoon. And my coworker was like, oh yeah, that's like my kids are have toys, but they're obsessed with watching videos of other kids Opening play them. with toys. I was like, I, this is so sick. I need to move into the woods right now. And my other coworker today was talking, okay. My boss was listening to Justin Bieber's Yummy out loud on his phone speaker. Which is a whole problem that can be addressed at a later time. But I'm just glad he wasn't listening to Future out loud on his phone speaker. Um, And he was like, I love Justin Bieber. And then he was like, did you guys know he has Lyme disease? No, he doesn't. Okay. And then my other coworker was like, I think my daughter has Lyme disease. Because she has a joint infection. And I was like, chronic Lyme disease isn't real. And then everybody flew silent and went back to their desks. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I just got my entire office fucked up by saying chronic Lyme disease isn't real. They probably think you're an anti-vaxxer now. No, it's anti-vaxxers who are like into stuff like chronic Lyme disease. Yeah, but these people don't know that because they're not online. Okay. 
You need to find out if anyone in your office is an anti-vaxxer. I, I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah. They're so... They just make their kids watch YouTube videos of kids getting vaccines. I was eating chicken tenders at lunch today. It's really like an, an, a whole unrelated thing. But I was thinking about how I'm technically, I think, the, the thinnest woman that works in my office. But I'm not the alpha because they other me for being the only person who's not on a diet. Right. Do you know what and I you're mean? you're also the, one of the youngest, right? You're not the youngest. I'm the second youngest second person youngest. that works in the office, but the next person who's younger than me, or the next person who's close to my age is 10 years older than me. Right. So there's me and one other young girl who I could not have less in common with, honestly. Yeah. And... Um, they're constantly just eating very, I mean, barely eating, but drinking like protein shapes or like juice cleansing or eating rice cakes, plain rice cakes. Or my torter was eating just like shyly munching coconut chips today. Yeah. I hate office culture. It's so toxic. I know they literally look like at me like I'm fucking crazy for eating like noodles at lunch. Yeah, well, when I worked in an office, I didn't let I people like, ask hungry. me about what I was eating for lunch. Yes. Like, people would be like, oh, what are you eating? And I was like, don't ask me about what I'm eating for lunch. <laughs> Anyways, we need these women to get on board, and the way we're going to do it is Caroline through Carolyn Calloway. She's going to teach people how to grow succulents inside or whatever the fuck her internet presence is about. <laughs> it's something. It's something to do with plants, isn't it? No, like she was like an an, ins- an Instagram lifestyle blogger, remember? And then she had that like yeah, but workshop was... that we talked about that one time. Mm-hmm, but what was her lifestyle post about? Oh, about living in England on exchange. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Huge news this week. Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. Yes. And it was... All over the internet, lots of posts mourning him, lots of posts saying we shouldn't mourn him he's a rapist. I just the, all forms of, of discourse, people saying we can mourn him even though he's a rapist. Actually, not enough of those tapes, and that's why we have to address <laughs> this on this podcast. <laughs> I had the unfortunate displeasure of doing two comedy shows in the following days. No. Yeah. It was unfortunate. I talked to Caesar, friend of the pod, Caesar, who's a local comedian, because he made some sort of post about how he was on a show tonight, and he was like, nobody do a Kobe joke, and I was like, everyone's gonna do one, and he's like, honestly, I would do one if I could think of one, and I was like, no. I, I hate this- I hate topical- Me too. Fucking commentary. Sh- I don't want to hear fucking anything about the LRT. Yeah. I don't want to hear about the elections. I don't want to hear about whatever unless celebrity you, death. Unless you wrote a joke mm-hmm. about it, don't get on stage and say something fucking stupid about whatever's in the news today. It's like when we had the tornado in Ottawa. Yeah. The tornado. Qu- well, people died. <laughs> <laughs> One guy died. He was a veteran. <laughs> Well, he ran into the tornado trying to fight it off. Are you serious? 
Sorry, okay. That's somebody's grandfather, I'm sure. <laughs> somebody's tr- crazy, crazy opa. Um, rest in peace. <laughs> Bro. Bro. <laughs> Anyways, Kobe Bryant died. People yeah. had all sorts of tapes. Really, just the most irritating takes. Okay, I, t- I think I can sum up all the, all the takes. Okay. Men being really sad that he died. Mm-hmm. Just they're like sports fans. Yeah. Or even like not necessarily basketball fans, but like he's sports. a he's a he's a basketball guy that they could like name. Yeah. Uh social justice warrior type chicks canceling, um, him. canceling him posthumously uh for being a rapist. Allegedly. Allegedly. And then people making jokes about it and saying it's fine because he's super rich. Oh, yeah, like, it doesn't matter that he died because it was in a helicopter accident, and it's, like, so unrelatable for people that it's not even real. Yeah, and then those people getting massively... Cancelled. Attacked. Yeah. It's all very, very Um, circular. Hip-hop fans. Because he was in a hip-hop video one time, being like, he wasn't just a basketball player. (laughs) I saw (laughs) that. I saw that. All right, all right. I was like, okay. And then, yeah, not enough of the, like, actual nuanced takes. Which is like, people are complicated and they can mean different things to different people. Yeah, I wanted to have kind of a a larger conversation about um, what happens when somebody dies and there's someone who is important to you, whether it's like a loved one or a, a celebrity that you had an affinity for or like you had some sort of reverence for and they weren't an across-the-board dead person or, like, they had done a lot of bad things. And then, obviously, when they die, you think about this person and you're obviously upset. You're sad. But then also usually thinking about this person um, can, like, stir up a lot of really complicated emotions about the various bad... Bad behaviors or... Behaviors actions, yeah. Actions that they had over time, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... One thing that I thought about was it's like, you know, people are like, oh, he was a, a father, a husband, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, oh, he was an alleged rapist. And it's like, yeah, like you can mourn someone for like the fact that people lost like their father or their husband or their hero and also acknowledge the fact that those things are not mutually exclusive with someone who commits crimes. <laughs> yeah. And we can only hope that in the future, mm-hmm. those like, someone being an alleged rapist is not the same person who's this, like, hero that people look up to. Yeah. Like people are complicated, so we can't just be like, you have to choose one. Because that's not where we're at. No, and also, there's, like, a lot of moral gray areas where you can... It's unfortunate for, like, the victims to watch people who've hurt them be like, revered and be, like, lionized and sainted after they died. But also somebody's death isn't the time, like, right after they died is not the time to bring up their transgressions, in my opinion. But you can also mourn them while acknowledging that they weren't a perfect person. You know, if you want to bring up the fact that they were, like, a complicated person... And that that influences, like, the way that people are going to feel about that person's death. I think that that's completely fine. I don't think coming out and being, like, whether it's a celebrity or someone that you know personally or whatever, I've always found it really harmful 
when people wait for someone to die and then essentially like piss on their grave. And there are people that if they died, not publicly, uh, I would feel the urge to essentially piss on their grave, right? But out of not only like respect for my own privacy, also out of respect for that person's loved ones, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that. Making it all about you, yeah. Of course, because the thing that you also have to remember when somebody does something really bad, like, um, you know, commits a sexual assault and then they die, their loved ones are being hurt by both of those things. Their loved ones didn't perpetrate the sexual assault. But when news of that came out, obviously that would be harmful for the people in, like, (laughs) the rapist's life. Yeah. Of course, and then they have to deal with that shit all over again on top of mourning the death of a loved one. Mm-hmm. I think this just like kind of exposes the larger narrative that people try to push. That's like people who commit sexual assaults are bad people. And it's like, no, the majority of people that commit sexual assaults are not just that thing. Yeah. To a lot of people, mm-hmm. They will never act like that in front of that person, right? Mm-hmm. And especially if they never serve time, it's like, oh, well, they probably, there's like a major variety of reasons why they wouldn't. They either had enough money or they mm-hmm. were a good abuser to not expose themselves as being abusive or mm-hmm. whatever. So there's never gonna be a person who everyone is like, oh, thank God they're dead, you know? Yeah. Even, you know, like someone going to jail and serving time for a crime doesn't mean that people aren't still gonna like or dislike them. Mm -hmm. celebrities who commit sexual assaults that serve time for it still have fans of course serial killers that murdered a bunch of people have fans fucking of course psycho fans you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. there's never gonna be one death where everyone's like oh thank god that person's dead ever henry kissinger (laughs) no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) true but you know what i mean like like, people want to have this like moral stand where it's like oh this person is a bad person Mm -hmm. and everybody feels that way and good people never do anything bad and bad people never do anything good i think it comes out of like a, a larger kind of like we talked about this a lot where it's like cancel culture on the whole kind of really like waits (laughs) this is a dicey place to go but waits sometimes one transgression against things that are far far uh, more innocuous than sexual assault a lot of the time Mm -hmm. as worth more in terms of evaluating somebody's character versus everything that they've done every other day of their life yeah exactly You know, and it forces us to view people as more disposable. Yeah. Personally, I find that, like, pretty carceral. Mm -hmm. And I think that... Black Ultimately, (laughs) yeah, I think that ultimately the hope would be, I don't fucking care if people wish death on their rapists. No, that's I'm fine. gonna be that. real. I there are people in the world who I wish would fucking eat it tomorrow. Yeah, of course. Of, that's okay. Of course, you know. And even if you feel that way towards every rapist in the world, I don't think that that's wrong. But I think that ultimately, treating these people like they're disposable and 
speaking ill across the board of everything that they've ever done is not a solution in order to try and prevent this behavior in the future. I think ultimately we should try our best to rehabilitate people who are not beyond help. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, obviously you can feel that way if you want to, like, discount everything someone's ever done or, like, every Mm -hmm. rapist, whatever you want them all to die, that's totally fine, but you Mm -hmm. can't expect everybody to feel that way. So when you hold society to an impossible moral standard, all you're going to do is hurt and disappoint yourself over and over and over again. Yes. And get more upset about it. Yes, of course. And at the end of the day... It sucks, but we have to realize that a lot of people, especially men, don't care or don't believe that their sports heroes are rapists or domestic abusers. Yeah, they don't. It's pretty clear that. At the end of the day, you can keep streaming and streaming and streaming so and so is a rapist, so and so had dealings with underage girls, so and so beats his wife, whatever. The system as it is protects celebrities and rich people and ultimately their reputations can, I doubt, really be damaged beyond repair. No. It takes so much. I, you know what? Maybe Kevin Spacey will have a Netflix series next year. We honestly can't possibly... murder someone first. Yeah, but we honestly can't possibly know. No, we can't. You're right. <laughs> and and maybe like, people will be like, he did his time. <laughs> maybe, yeah. He, uh, he went away for a year, you know. But that's the thing is, it's like, I hate to say this, obviously, because celebrities are real people and they affect people, but mm-hmm. some of those efforts are better spent in your own community. Absolutely. Than screaming about Kobe Bryant being a rapist or whatever, you know? You know what you can do if you're... (laughs) I say this all the time, but you know what you can do if you're so hell-bent on helping victims, which you should be, or you're so hell-bent on, like, trying to attack the problems of sexual assault or domestic abuse is you can try to make sure that you're providing resources and tangible support to people who are not celebrities and who don't have like the funds to fix their whole lives and put them back together if they enter into these situations and try and help some people in your own community who are like currently experiencing those things. Exactly. (laughs) But, or you could just all fucking yell about stuff online, whatever you want, you know? I find I find this is so complicated like for me personally because like I've had a, I, almost everyone in my life who was like a friend or a relative with two exceptions there were people in my life who died who were really good people and I could honestly say I have never heard a fly the other three or four people who I've been close with who've died were really not good people. Yeah. Pretty much <laughs> were at best 50-50 good and bad yeah. people. If you had to <laughs> quantify it, yeah. Really, and you have, but you have to think at the end of the day, things that can cause people to die can make them act in ways that are unfortunately, like, undesirable. Like, these, a true, lot yeah. of these people were 
really abusing substances, which was obviously didn't make them bad people, but occasionally did make them act in bad ways yeah. towards their loved ones or were like struggling with mental illness, which can also make you lash out at like the people who are closest to you or whatever. And it's like, of course, when those people died, I was sad. Of course. But of course, when those people died, I was also very confused. It's because like, I was like, why do I feel in, sad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> in some cases, I was like, I loved this person, but they never brought anything uh, positive, yeah. positive to my life, at least not recently, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> not in a tangible way, yeah, at this point. Right? So it, it just is a... And I imagine a lot of people feel that way, and a lot of people are very confused. I think so, yeah. When they're trying to mourn, but they're also having all these unfortunate stars (laughs) raked up, you know? (laughs) Especially with celebrities, right? Because it's like you don't actually know the person, and then you get to the point where you're thinking, like, does my experience with this person that I don't actually know have more value than someone else's negative experience with this person that they do actually know? It's something that's really interesting to think about. I don't really understand celebrity worship at the best of times. (laughs) The only celebrity death, we've talked about this before on the podcast, the only celebrity death that really made me upset in a way that I could quantify was Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. But... You know, and he got almost got me too also. (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) Yo, fuck his wife, though. For real. Yeah, fuck his wife. Can, can we get a fuck Anthony Bourdain's <laughs> wife in the chat? <laughs> you know, fuck his daughter too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Speaking of uh, talking ill of the loved ones of dead people. Yeah. I do hate it when people say don't speak ill of the dead, though. Yeah, I you do can think, do whatever you want, I do but think it's that just a, like um, time and place. Like a posthumous cancellation is really unnecessary and honestly pretty cowardly yeah in my opinion but i don't think it's wrong to speak ill of the dead in general especially in private yeah and when people are superstitious about about it dude my mom talked the craziest shit on my grandmother (laughs) when she's like my sister's still sad that my mom died and i was like whoa can't really I was like, there were some damn, <laughs> some weird fucking takes that came out of this Kobe thing though, like with his daughter and stuff too. Like, More you should not. Again. Yes, let's talk about that instead of the other thing we were gonna talk about because okay. that is like, don't speak ill of dead children. I would say is reasonable. She wasn't even trying to speak ill, Ill of her, of her but she's just she psycho. brought up Kobe Bryant's dead daughter's like pubescent body as part of kind of a larger quote feminist critique yeah, of, of rape culture rape culture and it's like okay why are you like you're the one who's talking about a 13, harassing a dead child you're talking about a 13 year old girl's um developing breasts who his body isn't even cold yet. Yeah, it's you insane. shouldn't you shouldn't be doing that in the first place, obviously. Ever. Yeah. And then it's like, what point was she even trying to make that like Kobe Bryant had a strange relationship 
with his daughter, or that he couldn't possibly have been like a good, a good infl- father, good father yeah. to a young girl because like he had had some sort of like discretion is in the past. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> and she needs to be deplatformed. I actually saw an article. I haven't read it yet, but I saw an article about a guy who wrote about getting put on the shitty men. In media list. Really? And I want to read it. Yeah. Yeah, from the other side. Because I know personally, like, I always advocate for people to warn each other about people who aren't good people. But to, like, publish a... Like a burn book, yeah. ...list, you're obviously going to end up... With some people whose worst transgression is like DMing someone with a boyfriend. Yeah. Or something like, stupid. Like actually having a bad date. Getting getting drunk and asking your coworker for her number. Yeah. Something stupid. Something like that. It's like, how do you quantify that, right? Like it's just like really frustrating how the word alleged has just become public knowledge shorthand for guilty. You know? Allegedly, or, you know, like, the legal blanket that encompasses this entire podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What if on the pod from now on, I'm like, allegedly, I'm going to fucking murder (laughs) Well, we should, because that way, if we ever have to go to court... (laughs) You know what's the best about having a podcast? What? I can say whatever I want on it, and I won't get banned on Twitter. (laughs) That's true. Dude, I was thinking the other day about how if any uh, either of us I've ever had to go to court for like like free speech problems because of something we said on the podcast, mm-hmm. we'd be fine. Oh, absolutely. We have so many people that would help us. It's fine. Absolutely. Not worried. It's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> we know we know a lot, a lot of lawyers. lawyers. <laughs> Put that in the bank. Yeah. Laura Donna can square up. <laughs> Shit. Is there shitty chips in media list? I'm one. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Preemptively <laughs> noting my... There's such a disparity in that sort. Can you imagine how many lists I would be on if I was a man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying... I'm obviously, I'm not a sexual assaulter or anything, but I just say whatever I want. Yeah. You'd be on a, the Ottawa comedy list for telling that girl not to fucking tag you and stuff. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> In the Ottawa comedy community keeps making jokes about me online, and I told her to not fucking post about me because she doesn't know me. <laughs> and everyone was just like, uh oh. <laughs> like, no likes, no of- comments. <laughs> like, they're scared. No likes, even. Like, everyone was like, what? I, I can't endorse this. I always think about that online. Like Twitter is such a, a bad place for me as someone who's like a relatively threatening person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make my little threats online. I only ever make threats in person. Well, me too, apparently now. <laughs> Good thing I back it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moira Donegan. Yeah, what a fake name. Whatever. I hate Irish people. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ugh. Should we talk about the internet? Yeah, let's talk okay. about the internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. We didn't talk about more stuff, but those were two really big fucking topics. I don't know. I feel like there was a lot in there, you know? There's okay. a lot to unpack. Hopefully, guys, chew on something to chew on for our listeners. You want to unpack my uh, beef of the week? Yes, I would, Sophie. <laughs> It's not to unpack. Um, so, like, we kind of already talked about this personally, but just for the listeners, I'm going to just, like, bring you up to speed on something that's happening in my personal community, which is that there's a girl that I know that has decided to start labeling herself as gay, even though she's in a long-term relationship with a man and they live together, because she wants to sell her loom weaving at queer art shows presumably because she cannot get into art shows that are not for minorities because it's not good all right um okay what is a loom i didn't know what she was actually making when we talked yeah. about this earlier i held that piece of information back thank you, thank <laughs> yeah. you. i always think of sleeping beauty is that like a spinning yeah, wheel it's like a, a weaving thing you can make like textiles on it okay if you got a loom i think she's making like girl boss textiles okay you know All like right. instead of embroidering it on after it's like woven into the fabric Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You know, like, uh, kill your rapist on, like, a little hanging textile. <laughs> Can you imagine how unimpressed her boyfriend must be if she just hangs all her little, <laughs> like, pictures of woven ovaries? Oh, my God. Up on the wall? Honestly, I feel a- bad for him. She should break up with him. Like, if you want to, like, be bisexual now... Mm-hmm in a way where you're like making it your whole brand and like calling yourself gay on the internet, Mm. you should break up with your boyfriend. Yeah. I don't think bisexual people should call themselves gay unless they're actively in the middle of having gay sex. Yeah. And that's not engaging with the opposite gender really at all. Obviously you can be bisexual, but be like, I don't date men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That you can call yourself gay. That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I honestly think that whichever gender, and then people will say that this is problematic or whatever, but like, listen, if you hate biphobia, I don't even know why you listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But whichever gender you are currently primarily engaging with, you shouldn't call yourself the opposite thing. It would be equally as crazy if she was like married to a woman and calling herself straight. Yeah, of course. But she wouldn't, of course. Of course. But I, I mean, like, it would still be crazy. Yeah. Well, and it's like, people obviously realize that they're bisexual after they've been in relationships all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Either way, like, someone thinks they're a lesbian and then they're like, oh, actually, I'm bi. Or they're dating a man and they're like, oh, I'm also attracted to women. But don't disrespect your partner by making it your entire identity like of course be proud about being bisexual but don't be like i'm gay and i do gay art and i'm selling my art at a gay art show right no when you've never even actually lived that experience beyond your self-identity it's really cynical and it's really clear that you're using that as a ticket to gain access to spaces in order to benefit yourself exactly at the end of the day yeah like in this case it's like it's pretty obvious that it's just like 
a way for her to gain access to spaces. Yeah. And, you know, she has in her bio, like, she, her pronouns, or they, them pronouns. And it's like, why wouldn't you be okay with gender neutral pronouns if you're comfortable in your gender identity? It's the, it's like mm-hmm. gender neutral. Of course, that's okay. It's lazy. Like, you it's don't lazy. need to say it. It's lazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's unless, <laughs> unless you, yeah, why bother saying that you're fine with, with they, them, unless you explicitly want people to call you they, them. That's what Which I'm is saying. a completely different thing, That's of fine. course. Yeah. Or like, you know, people are like, oh, we need to normalize they, them pronouns so that people feel more comfortable using them or like telling people what their pronouns are in social situations. Like, absolutely. But to be putting it in your bio mm-hmm. for the sake of... Mi- pretending like you're something that you're not yeah. you know like giving the illusion that maybe you're not cis mm-hmm. when really all it is is like oh i don't care if people use they them pronouns for me because i don't have gender dysphoria so also, it doesn't like, affect me at all just because of like kind of the rules of conversation you will end it up happens. using gender neutral pronouns for people pretty regularly yeah, in conversation yeah. regardless of what kind of person they are and what their identity entails yeah of course <laughs> like because that's just like a part of speech yeah that happens yeah <laughs> i just can't like i'm done with queer spaces no more queer spaces i just think that you're really uh, <laughs> space not to use space in like a kind of a different way but you're also maybe there's there's not like a limited slices of pie yeah but in some cases i think that you should really just know better if you are genuinely bisexual you are in a relationship with a man that is totally fine but you should know aesthetically how it's going to look and feel for more marginalized queer people if you decide to walk around in their spaces. It's like, obviously, like, I'm a half Indian person, half indigenous person, for those people who don't know. But, like, I'm <laughs> Why not, are you listening to this podcast? Like, again, why are you listening to this podcast? You need to know two things about me. I'm bifem no. <laughs> but I'm not going around going on shows for women of color. Yeah. Because I know that I'm white. Well, people you are know just going to act it's weird like... to you. And I think it's a little bit different there because a lot of it is people <laughs> being inherently anti-Indigenous. But it's like, why are you yeah, going to put yourself and, in a space where people are going to act like you don't belong, right? You shouldn't. Why would you put yourself through that? Yeah. And with this girl's case, it's like, no, she literally is taking up a, a limited number of spaces. Mm-hmm. It's an art show. There's only yeah. a certain number of spaces. And she's... Yeah over exaggerating her identity for the sake of getting a space because she wants to make money off that's people true. that are she going is, to a queer art that's show. True. She is profiting. She's literally taking a space from someone else. Yes, that's true. And arguably, like people who are more marginalized obviously historically have less access to resources yeah. and could probably use that opportunity to obtain that income. If she hadn't taken the space, right? Yes, like, yes of course. It's like, obviously, you have an easier time getting it in the first place because you're used mm-hmm. to having privilege so don't take the space it'll get filled by someone else it's not like nobody else wanted the spot i'm sure there's people that wanted the spot it's so crazy <laughs> that you're allowed to be openly queer and the head of a sorority now like things have changed so much right 
TBT to a girl I know getting kicked out of a sorority for being uh, bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> After they leaked her nudes to the whole sorority. You love to see it. <laughs> Women can be so evil to each other. I feel so bad for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Deeply, deeply Traumatizing. evil. The, <laughs> like, social bullying... It's like it's honestly crazy to me that people can be queer and participate in any organized university activity. Sorority, sports teams. Sports teams have always been a safe haven for for women that aren't straight. Yeah, and for people that are deeply closeted and homophobic about it. True. At the same time. Yeah. So I would maybe not sports teams but like sororities, cheerleading teams, mm-hmm. dance teams like oof. Yeah. People are allowed to be gay on those now? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you're allowed to be bi. Yeah. And But you have to fit a certain mold. Amount. Yes. Yeah. You have to be like a white, rich, blonde girl. And then people are like, oh, that's like her little spicy, fun thing. Well, you know, like I was too obviously like not straight or like too, obviously like I'm I'm femme but like too much of a tomboy to like pass as yeah. being extremely straight in a lot of situations like sports teams and women on my team didn't care that I primarily date men when they called me king dyke the whole yeah, time care. I was in high school yeah. you know what I mean so if you're not passing then it's for being for picking up queer as a little like marginalization to carry around with you mm-hmm. then you can still actually like experience homophobia versus in regular spaces versus being granted access to spaces that you wouldn't normally have yeah it's like it right? only works for you if you can only self-identify basically yeah it's exactly. like if anybody if people, can tell yeah. it doesn't work in your favor no exactly yeah yeah the same reason when people are like i guess you know in some cases like liz warren would be a good example people are like oh like haters will be like oh you're you're liz warning and it's like it actually doesn't serve me in any case to <laughs> pretend like <laughs> pretend or like it ad- admit to like being indigenous because it's like this was only became quote cool in like the yeah. last three years. I would still argue it's not cool. White white people are just like say it's cool. There's no but- benefit for you to lie about it. It's not like you're getting spots. No, of course, because like- I refuse to do spots for that. <laughs> yeah, sort that's of what thing. I'm saying. So it's like there's no benefit. But also, it's like you guys also forget about like the fact that like I don't live in a bubble. So I like I, for example, because I am white passing and I have this privilege, haven't told anyone that I work with that I'm indigenous because they're normies, and I don't want to get some shit about how I'm indigenous and I don't drink. Because yeah. I already had yeah. to tell them I don't drink because I had to go to my fucking company Christmas party. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just not waiting and just, to like, get the normie questions. Kind of like, ugh. Oh, what even tribe? If it's not, yeah, like, even if it's not, like, <laughs> racist, like, about drinking, it's going to be, like, 
where are you from? But they know why didn't you grow up on res? <laughs> they know like, I'm from the north, but I okay. just haven't I haven't gone any <laughs> they further. You're from the north and you don't drink. There there's rumors. <laughs> there's <laughs> They're probably like there's a whisper network. There's an Indian in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with the secretary? My, my coworkers are betting on my ethnicity and right now they're at 86% Italian. <laughs> <laughs> fuck All that's right. funny i have a i have a quick beef yeah i do so i tweeted this week that jokes about men not being able to make women come are tired i just said fuck different men or die mad yeah and obviously you know fuck women if you like women i don't care you know what i mean yeah. fuck people who make you come I don't care what they are. That's my thing is like a lot of people like they're like, oh, like I never came when I was like fucking men. But now that I fuck women, it's like maybe it's because you weren't attracted to men. That's absolutely true. Right. If you're engaging in consensual sex with I a fuck- person that you're not attracted to, you might not come. I fucked lots of men who um, didn't make me come, but it's not for lack of trying. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that I just wasn't really that into it. Yeah. Fachetsu didn't make me come too. You know, yeah, it's a of course, person, same. Person, oh my god, of course, <laughs> person by person by person, yeah. of course. But then people are being like, getting all sorts of feedback. The number one thing that I get when I tweet anything that's not—I don't think this is a, an endorsement of men. It's more of an indictment of people who make hack jokes. Yeah, and it's also an endorsement of um, manifesting your reality and, like, you know, stop complaining about men not being able to make you come. It's like, okay, go home and jack off then. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do some, if you really want to date someone, um, A, date someone that you're sexually compatible with, if sex is important to you, yeah. which it is to a lot of people, obviously. You know, if every other part of your relationship is perfect besides your sex life, do some work on your sex life. People work on their relationships all the time. That's Why one factor. can't you show, if, if you're not sexually compatible with your partner, such to such, sorry, I fucked everybody. <laughs> Same. <laughs> But, Damn, that must suck. But, but no, people have all sorts of problems. You know, yeah. like people have like dom- domestic issues where people have different standards of like cleanliness or different ideas about like sharing meals or people have different amounts of time or like ways yeah. they want to spend their time. Dealing with your sex life is just like any of those things. Yeah, it's like be an adult and have a conversation about it. No, if you don't that's too have, much. If you don't want to have a conversation about it, break up. Don't fuck someone, someone else. Don't fuck someone else, literally. And I get so often accused in conversations like this about sex or dating or anything of siding with men. And it's like, we're not 12 years old. There's no sides. There aren't sides. <laughs> I'm on the side of people who like to fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I align myself with my my fellow my ally my fellow nutters. <laughs> Literally. But then they're like LOL, like let's talk about how this is a societal fuck, this girl said the craziest shit. Yeah. I can't even remember what it was. Okay. But it was like my- she's like, this is a societal problem. And I was like, yeah, historically men maybe haven't cared about making women come or they haven't known how to or they haven't known 
like that they didn't that they didn't or fake it i mean exactly and it's like i really maybe i'm just lucky i mean i really don't tolerate people yeah that fucking suck in general but i don't think that's the that's the thing anymore you know like i haven't i I haven't hooked up with a guy who didn't go down on me like every time or almost every time in years years yeah (laughs) well okay my thing is like you have to have bad sex that you can have good sex later so when people are like oh my first five boyfriends never made me come and now i'm dating a guy that makes me come every time it's like good you would be not thankful for that if you didn't fuck a bunch of guys who were bad at sex that's true right like yeah and you can't know that everyone's not bad at sets until you stop dating guys who aren't bad at sets. And yeah. I'm at kind of at the point now where obviously I don't sleep with people before, like I sleep with people while I'm just seeing them. Just, they yeah, wouldn't. They wouldn't become my committed partner if they couldn't make me come. Well, yeah, of course. Like, and there are a lot of women who literally. just don't really come, honestly, and maybe they have to do some more yeah. work by themselves in order to figure out what gets them off before they take that into the bedroom with a partner. Yeah, it's Honestly, like you like have to be able to advocate have, for like, yourself. Problems or orgasming. Of course, And that's like, yeah. okay, that's just like a health problem like anything else, right? Yeah, that's fine. Anyways, I, I'm sick of being chips with misandrist in their username <laughs> coming for me online and saying I'm a uh, siding with men, I'm a servant to men, or I'm a, I'm a pit me or something for wild tapes like some men can actually make women come. <laughs> Time for, for Dumb Bitch of the Week. <laughs> Give a dumb bitch. Okay, this guy said, Do you still have a boyfriend? By the way, if you like the castle by Kafka, the trial was also very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Men made me laugh because it's like the influx of horny DMs I've gotten have definitely lessened since I stopped being very vocal about being in a happy and committed monogamous relationship, but there's still like a quotient of men who check in with me every couple of months to see if I still have a boyfriend. Just seeing. This guy said, your profile is pretty AF. But also, the tweet I found this account through was funny. This guy just realized you can be, be, pretty, hot, and be funny. hot and funny. And then this guy said, you're really hot for a comedian. Thank you. <laughs> Do you post a picture of yourself online or something? What's happening? No, this is from going viral last week. Oh, so I got right. a shit okay. ton more I was like, what's going on? No. Um, this guy said, if you are interested in learning how to make an awesome vegetarian taco that requires no cooking or a steak, kick steak burrito or a very f- cool vegan dish using fresh pasta, please check me out. I'm not only encouraging everyone to make their own food, but to find their own identity in food. When it comes to food, individuality is safe and welcomed with open arms. I'm Rock Jesus. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy. <laughs> My identity in food is that I don't really like it. <laughs> rock Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Rock Jesus. Finding your... 
I'm not only here to help people touch food. I'm here to help people find their identity in food. Looking for ways to differentiate yourself in all the wrong places. If you're looking for an identity in your food, I gotta say. People whose identities are food are the worst. Coffee people? Chicken nugget girls. Ooh, that's a big one. What about (laughs) vegan chicken nugget girls? Oh, even worse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Um, okay, so my dumb bitch of the week was quite disturbing to me. It's from Instagram. Mm-hmm. This is an a empty account with two followers okay. called Ottawa Guy. No. Ott City Guy. No. Yeah, I'm going to read it to you okay. out loud. Hey, not to be super creepy, but I assume it's probably going to be anyway, LOL. But do you live in Ottawa? Was wondering if you would ever be willing to sell a pair of your panties. Okay. Obviously, this is a person we know. Yeah. Right? Yes. Because I have a private Instagram. Yeah, so someone obviously, like, requested you. They didn't request... It's just in my message. No, but, like, from their main account? Oh, yeah, from their main, yeah. 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 Um, I'm so glad you've entered into the world of local guys asking you to sell them your underwear. Thank God, right? Yeah. Since I got a girlfriend, my, like, reply girls have really, like, nosedived off the face of the planet. Yeah. And now I'm getting, like, horny lesbian guys. You know what I mean? They're, like, (laughs) horny for, like, lesbians. That's so weird. (laughs) It's worse. Yeah. Honestly. (laughs) I wonder if guys that are horny for lesbians are also guys that are horny for like virgins probably just they're like there's just like there's never been a dick in you that's crazy i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) not to out sophie's a gold star on the podcast but you all knew whatever it's fine (laughs) whatever um so bad yeah disgusting Bold of him to assume anything, really, <laughs> that I live in Ottawa. My DMs haven't been that horny lately. The, That's good. My DMs are just, like, they're just bad in other ways, though. Like, irritating. Yeah. I've been getting some annoying, like, Instagram or Twitter DM requests. Oh, is your like, account... filtered? Is your account big enough that people are asking you to retweet stuff to signal boost it yet? Yeah. 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 Like, I don't All read time. any of those. <laughs> I was qualifying my like DM requests the other day, like t- trying to explain to my girlfriend like what kind of messages I get. I was like, okay, I get messages about the podcast mm-hmm. where people like want to be my friend. Yeah, I, get I don't get about- those. Well, sometimes like someone will DM me and be like, oh, this thing that you said, whatever, right? Yeah, sometimes someone will send me a re- uh, be like you, yeah, from the podcast, be yeah. like this thing that you said, or be like you should read this book. Yeah, which is nice which and is fine. fine. <laughs> then there's ones that I get that are like about the podcast, but they're like business related. So they're like, how do I buy a T-shirt? Is your podcast transphobic, or can I recommend it to my trans friend? Like, it can't. Like, do you want to come on my podcast? Whatever, right? Yeah. And then there's like the other subset of Twitter DMs that are just like disgusting, horny. Yeah. And I feel like those are the only three types of DMs. Okay, I would quantify mine as disgusting, horny, podcast stuff, which is fine, um, trying to be my friend, which is not fine. No, that's not okay. Well, when it's weird, when it's people I don't interact with, if yeah. I get a, a request from somebody, but they want to talk about something 
specific and I've seen their town on the internet before, especially if it's a woman day drive. Okay, I'll accept yeah, it. like if you they know, have a specific obviously. thing, I'll engage. But if it's like a vague, like, hey, what's up? Hey, do you want to be interested? Hey, do you want to be friends? Yeah. No. I can I can talk about the specific thing with you. <laughs> I do not have unlimited time. So yeah, and of want? course, like a lot of people are that are listeners are like my internet friends now. Yeah, of course. You know, which is chill. Um, but when it's strangers, I hate that. I get a bunch of people, as I've said before, asking me to critique their writing, um, which I hate. And <laughs> I get a lot of guys that I know are probably horny, but like they don't start that way. They act like they're not. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, there's occasionally guys who really want to tell me I'm wrong. And there's people who are like being really deep. Mm. And then sometimes there's people who want to gossip and I always accept those ones. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Yeah, it's a really mixed bag. It is, yeah. On Instagram, randomly, my stuff is, like, way more innocent. I don't know what happened to my Instagram account. Guys used to be... Your Instagram used to be so horny. So filthy. Yeah. I just, I don't really post that many pictures of myself anymore. I guess. There used to be more pictures of, like, my body and stuff on my Instagram. Before I was married and, um... (laughs) <laughs> baptized again yeah it's like i don't post selfies anymore now that i'm married because it's like nobody else needs to see my face right like i don't post pictures of myself on the internet i like obviously <laughs> do but i guess i used to post like those straps yeah and also i think the fact that people know that i'm a comedian men are really scared they're scared yeah yeah thank god which is positive. Yeah. Although not for the podcast. <laughs> All right. I have a tweet of the week and it's from one of the haters. Yes. From the... <laughs> the coming tweet? The coming tweet. Perfect. And she said... And this is supposed to be an insult to me, I think. Okay. I'm a dumb, hot, bitch, stupid, thought, post-feminist, Barbie, idiot, juice, cum joke, Twitter. Do not visit my page. <laughs> it's so funny because the tweet doesn't go anywhere. It's just like, do not visit my page. <laughs> Honestly, that's something that I would tweet on my own. I retweeted so it's it. Like a, a bunch of my followers retweeted it because they thought I was seriously Serious? retweeting it. And I noticed too, um, Sophia made the whole thing her name and... Um, also, friend of the pod, Ty made it, um, made their thing like Barbie idiot juice yeah. or something. <laughs> when I read the tweet, I couldn't figure out whether she was telling Barbie idiot juice thoughts not to visit her page or whether she was saying, I am this, do not visit my page. She was, t- I think she was saying, I'm this, don't visit. Okay. She was being like... If, she's like, if you go on Ev's page, you won't like what you see, which is true, and it's a fair warning. But she wasn't really selling that from the first half no, of the post. It was a good you know? tweet. <laughs> Sounded like Ev bot. <laughs> exactly, exactly. My tweet of the week is from What About Joe? Okay. Joe Larson. Mm-hmm. I'm doing intermittent fasting, but with making money. <laughs> relatable unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) i told my manager that i felt like she was putting me through a structured layoff the other day and she said that's basically what's happening (laughs) what the fuck and i was like good to know (laughs) she 
tried to like offer me more shifts and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, for sure. Just so you know, I, I'm kind of annoyed though, because I kind of feel like I'm going through a structured layoff. And she oh. was like, you are. And I was like, great. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Time to eat beans until I find out if I'm getting fired. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Should we call it quits on the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs>